risk versus reward. With any type of investment, you know, there is risk, there is reward. But with real estate and the way that we buy real estate, the risk is really mitigated for long term buy and hold investments. If you buy them right and you analyze them right and buy the right deals, it's very, very hard to go wrong. Buying things that only have one exit, such as Airbnbs, even hotels, things like that, are more riskier than buying a 50-unit multifamily apartment complex. It's very hard to go wrong with a real estate investment if you follow certain guidelines and certain rules on the deals. Welcome back to another episode of the Real Entrepreneur Podcast. Really appreciate you guys joining and and y'all support. Today, uh, I want to talk about risk versus reward. I think with any type of investment, and I was even talking to uh, someone who listened to one of our previous podcasts yesterday about gambling. You know, there is risk, there is reward. But with real estate, uh, and the way that we buy real estate, the risk is really mitigated by the way that we analyze the deals and buy the deals. Um, it's very hard to go wrong with a real estate investment if you follow certain guidelines and certain rules on the deals. There is definitely risk uh, with any type of investment. And within real estate investing, uh, there are things that are more riskier than others. But for long-term buy and hold investments, if you buy them right, and you analyze them right and buy the right deals, it's very, very hard to go wrong. And even when things do go wrong, which they always do with every type of deal, nothing ever goes exactly according to plan because you bought it right and you bought it on certain principles and you bought this deal that met the requirements that you're looking for. Even when something does go wrong, you have so many backstops for preventing destruction that the deal is still a good deal. So the balance of risk versus reward, we really don't like taking a lot of risks within real estate investments. And that's the reason why we don't buy every single deal that we see. And good real estate investors don't do this either. I would say that the more riskier parts of real estate investing are flipping properties, buying things that only have one exit, such as uh, Airbnbs, even hotels, uh, things like that are more riskier than buying, you know, a 50 unit multifamily apartment complex in a good city like Austin, Texas with good debt and uh, good tenants and good management. There's different ways that you can take that deal and make it work. Now, if you buy a house that's a $2 million house on Lake Austin, and it only works if you Airbnb it, that one is a lot more riskier than buying the 50 unit apartment complex. But we really don't like buying risky deals. Um, there is risk involved, but we mitigate it uh, by following a few principles. Never paying market value, never buying something that is completely maxed out. There's no ability for upside. You're, you're paying above or, or at market value is one of the things that we follow. We always buy below market value. We always buy it right. And even if this recent deal, for example, uh, Pace Florida retail sh strip mall, we bought it slightly below value, right? Like uh, we bought it for 1.45 million 
it was appraised for 1.7 million. Not a huge gap, but there was some equity in it. Uh, but the argument could be made that it was around market value based on the current NOI that it had. Now, we knew that the moment that we bought it, or even prior to us buying it, we were going to be negotiating uh, lease renewals at 30, 40% higher rents than they're currently paying. So even though I would consider it being near market value when we bought it, uh, even though it had a little bit of a spread in there, the moment that we closed, got these lease renewals signed with the tenants, the NOI increased 30 to 40%, creating $700 plus $1,000 worth of value instantly, simply by getting the, the lease renewal signed. So uh, you're looking for something like that. Uh, the ability to either A, have that spread on the purchase, that way you are protected against you know, the price going down potentially, or instantly creating that spread on the asset. So you need that spread. You never want to be at max. You need to always be your basis, be below what the property is actually worth. And the reason that you're doing that is if you buy it right and you go in and you buy it into that spread, you've already made money day one even if nothing happens to the property, even if it doesn't appreciate, even if you don't raise the NOI, even if uh, it remains exactly the same, rents don't increase, et cetera, for forever, you came in, you bought it right, and you bought into a return and into value day one. The second reason that you wanna do that is when in 2022, when interest rates started rising and value started decreasing, you're protected against the downside, right? If uh, that happens and values start decreasing, you've got your spread built in and you're not going to be underwater if values start decreasing. So that's another hedge against that risk that we we're talking about. Uh, those who went and paid over market value in January of 2022 are far underwater. Uh, we've seen a lot of these scenarios. Banks are taking properties back. People are getting foreclosed on. Uh, people can't facilitate these properties any longer because they're so far underwater. And so that was not the right move. In 2020, if we did buy a you know property in January of 2022, we would never have paid market value for it. And we would have tried to have bought it far, far, far below what market value was at that time to protect against that that downside there in case it happened and it did happen. So that's one, one thing. Uh, second is the properties need to sustain themselves. They need to provide cash flow. They need to provide a return. And when you're underwriting these deals and you are projecting what your expenses are going to be, what your income is going to be, you're never running it at 100%, you know, maxed out rents with minimal expenses. You are preparing and running worst case scenarios and saying, before I buy this deal below market value with that spread in there, if worst case scenario happens and this property is vacant 15%, we're not able to raise rents where we need to, our operating expenses are much higher, does this deal still make sense? And you protect yourself by running worst case scenario and figuring out, all right, if this happens, will this property continue to be able to provide a return, even if it's smaller, and will it be able to support itself? 
And you only buy properties where the answer is yes. If it only works with a you know 100% occupied, 100% maxed out rent, uh, very minimal operating expense uh, formula and you know situation, uh, and it only works in that scenario, and you buy that property, then that is where your risk increases tremendously because it won't work out that way. It never does. And you should never buy deals where it only makes sense in the best case scenario. Other ways that you're mitigating against risk. You only are getting deals with good debt. We have uh, put ourselves into hot water before when we did take on deals with, you know, bridge debt, hard money loans, and we weren't really able to exit those deals in the fashion that we wanted to because the market shifted and rates started rising. We had hard money loans where the interest rates were lower than you know long-term financing was, uh, because we we had you know hard money loans at seven seven point five percent, and then the market changed and rates started rising, and when we needed to refinance, the rates were higher than our hard money loan was. So we have gone through that before. Uh, we were able to navigate and exit the deals because. We mitigated our risk by the other things that I just mentioned to you. Always buying below market value. But I learned that lesson, uh, that hard lesson that uh, don't, you know, don't get yourself caught in, in bad debt. Uh, you need good long-term financing that's locked in, uh, that's not adjustable and going to, you know, cause you to, to be in a bad situation. So that's another way that you mitigate the risk is by getting good long-term debt. Whether it's with a bank, whether it is with agency, whether it is with seller financing, whether it is with taking over existing debt, you need good debt on the property and don't get yourself into hot water with bad debt. Because if you have bad debt that's adjustable short term and things change, you could be in a bad situation. And also that is what increases your risk significantly. Having good partners, having good operators, buying in good locations, you know, the, the more that you buy in a worse location, the risk increases significantly. The more you buy a deal without a good management plan and a good manager in place who's going to operate the deal, the more your risk increases significantly. So these are all points that we, we analyze deals upon. All right. How far below are we buying it below value? You know, would somebody else pay higher for this deal than we are today? Are we able to get good debt on it? In worst case scenario, is this deal still gonna provide a return and is it gonna be able to sustain itself? Is this in a good location? Will people want to, to move here? Are we gonna have good tenant base? Um, will someone else wanna buy this property in the future? Are we gonna be able to get good management? You know, uh, does this market, does this property allow for a good manager to operate the deal and be able to afford the expenses that are involved in paying that manager and operating the deal. Are we able to get good debt on it? And if we can check all of those boxes, then the risk factor decreases significantly. And also if all those boxes are checked, the reward factor increases significantly. So not only are you managing risk and reward by you know meeting these criteria, but you're also uh, getting the best of both worlds. Your risk is decreased significantly and your reward is increased significantly. And those are the deals that we buy. 
we analyze thousands of deals, we say no to 99% of them, and we only pull the trigger on the deals that check all those boxes. Now, this is just through years and years of experience, but we've learned how to negotiate these deals. We've learned how to become creative in these deals. We've learned how to uh, really understand the seller's motivation, why they wanna sell, what they're looking to get out of it, so that we can meet that, that need and desire by checking these boxes over here that we need. And when you're able to, to navigate these, have conversations with sellers, you're able to identify these boxes. And if these boxes aren't being checked in one scenario, how to navigate the conversation and negotiation uh, over to scenario two, where the boxes are checked uh, while creating a win-win where the seller gets what they want, we get what we want, all of our boxes are checked. That is how you're able to go out into the marketplace and identify deals that otherwise probably wouldn't be deals. And also significantly uh, decrease your competition, decrease your risk, and increase your reward. So those are the types of things that we're looking for. Like uh, in 2021, you know, things change with markets as well, and the cycle and the economy. And, and like in 2021, I was telling someone this the other day, we flipped a shitload of houses. It was super easy to, to make money flipping houses. Uh, you buy something, you do a little bit of work to it, put it on the market and uh, easily make, you know, a hundred grand off of a, a $30,000 investment into the property, down payment and rehab. It was really easy to do that. And we, we flipped a bunch of houses in 2021. We made a ton of money, but flipping today in 2024 or last year in 2023, horrible time. Your risk in flipping houses in 2023 and 2024 at least so far, is extremely higher than it was in 2021. In 2021, from 2020 to 2021, values had increased 42% year over year. From 2022 to 2023, values decreased in value. So you need to manage your risk along with the market, what's going on in the economy, what the uh, buyers and sellers are doing and how people are you know, interacting in the marketplace. So there's a lot of factors that play into risk versus reward. But right now today, uh, we're not flipping houses. We're not buying Airbnbs. We're not looking for riskier investments. Right now is a time where there's a lot more risk in the market. And so we're only buying deals based on the criteria that I mentioned previously. And we were doing that in 2021 for the long-term buy and holds, but we were willing to take more risk with flips and things because the market allowed us to. It was really easy to do it. Yeah, I don't know how many houses we flipped that year with a lot of different partners, but in 23 this year, the second half of 2022, we haven't flipped nothing. Maybe one, we have one on the market right now. And again, we're going to come out uh, ahead on that deal, but you know, it was a great deal, but the market just allowed it to to decrease and, and our risk factor on it is much higher than it was in 2021. We're going to come out ahead on it, but that's the only thing that we've even attempted to flip over the last two and a half years. So risk versus reward, all these things are risky. You know, we're always deploying our capital into real estate assets, into the businesses. We don't sit on a, on a ton of cash. We want to buy good assets, but the way that you mitigate your risk is by following uh, those criteria, really being smart in the market, knowing how to negotiate these deals, 
knowledge, having a good team, um, and all these things play a big factor into mitigating risk and getting a higher reward. Uh, really appreciate uh, you guys uh, tuning in today. If you have any deals that you want us to check out, please reach out to us, submit them to us. For all of you who joined the Wholesale and Real Estate Workshop live yesterday, hope you got a lot out of it. We're going to be doing a lot more of these. So reach out if you need anything, and we'll see you next week.